You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We are five days into 2018, and with that, a happy new year to all the Redbirds fans and to you, Jennifer Langosh, our Cardinals reporter for MLB.com, who joins us today. Jen, as always, we thank you for the time, and uh, during these chilly January days, we're going to think warm thoughts and look forward to the start of the 2018 season as the Cardinals have uh, certainly uh, done some work, but some work still yet to do uh, before they take the field for one of 162. Uh, So, Jen, let's start here, at least on paper, uh, when you look at this rotation right now, is it stronger now than it was last year? And the second part of the question is, who would you say is the pitcher that is the biggest uh, X factor towards uh, determining that question, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think to start with your first question, I'm not convinced that it is, actually. I mean, you look at what the Cardinals have lost, which is Lance Lynn, um, who obviously was an innings eater and a very good pitcher here for several years, still a free agent. Um, and I think you have to consider, you know, Mike Leake is somebody lost as well, even though he was traded at the end of August. He is somebody who was in your rotation for five of six months last year. That's a lot of innings left to make up. I mean, you're talking about two pitchers who have historically been able to pitch 180 to 200 innings per season. Where do those 400 innings come from? I think that's the biggest question mark. Now, I I think it's very fair to say that the Cardinals have a lot of potential in their future starting rotation. You think about the idea of getting Alex Reyes, for instance, back from Tommy John surgery. Luke Weaver looks so good down the stretch. He'll probably be in that opening day rotation. Jack Flaherty. But none of these play, you know, none of these pitchers have anything near a full season of major league experience. So what exactly can we expect in 2018? I think that's a big question mark. And that kind of takes me to the second part of your question, which is who is the X factor? I think it's Adam Wainwright. I mean, if Adam Wainwright can come back and be the pitcher, maybe not that he was during his prime, but be a, you know, at least a middle of rotation type arm, healthy, able to pitch 20, uh, you know, 200 innings, 32 starts, uh, the Cardinals might be in pretty good shape. If, however, he is more like the guy we've seen the last two years who has struggled uh, to pitch deep into games, who has struggled with command and with injuries, then I think all of a sudden the Cardinals might come up short in their rotation. So uh, no secret that the team is still looking at other options to add potentially to that rotation here over the next couple weeks. And I think we can see why, again, just having more options um, perhaps protects them with some of these young pitchers that are still starting to develop. Yeah, I I like the assessment by you that Wainwright is the biggest uh, X factor because, uh, you know, for the past two years now, really, it's been Jekyll and Hyde. You you look at him one day, you think, you know, he's back. uh, He's the Adam Wainwright of old. And then five days later, the whole the train goes off the track. So if he can find that consistency that's eluded him, that would be a big, big boost to that Cardinals rotation, which, as you said, a lot of talent, but a lot of an experience, too. They need uh, Wainwright's veteran presence to kind of steer the ship here. Uh, Jen, on the offensive side of things, if the season were to start tomorrow in 15-degree weather and half a foot of snow, uh, <laughs> who would be the leadoff hitter right now? Well, I sure wouldn't be there to see this game in the 15-degree weather. Um, but the leadoff hitter, I, I think, will be Matt Carpenter. Um, the Cardinals, of course, publicly haven't stated which direction they're going to go, both Carpenter and Fowler. You have two guys who have hit from that leadoff spot um, throughout their career. Both guys have said they're more comfortable hitting as a leadoff hitter than elsewhere in the lineup. But, of course, you only have one leadoff spot 
uh, to give to two players. So this is a conversation that I think will trickle into spring training as the Cardinals kind of sit down with both guys and figure out their best options. But for whatever reason, Matt Carpenter, every time the Cardinals have taken him from that leadoff spot and put him elsewhere in the order, it just hasn't worked. The production hasn't been there. So my expectation is we'll see Carpenter hit first and then we'll see Dexter Fowler hit second, a uh, place where he, he he was for a good part of last year and actually performed quite well. And, you know, for the Cardinals, then essentially you have two high on-base percentage guys right there at the top of your lineup ahead of a Tommy Pham, a Marcelo Zuna, Paul DeYoung, guys that you expect to be able to, to drive them in. So um, my money is on Carpenter, um, but again, still a little bit unsettled as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Jen, why do you think uh, this sense of stubbornness by the Cardinals to take Carpenter out of a spot that he is clearly comfortable in and to put him somewhere where he's not nearly as productive? Why don't they just keep him there? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I think one of the things the Cardinals will want to do before they publicly make a statement on this is to specifically have this conversation with Dexter Fowler. You think back to a year ago, the Cardinals signed Dexter Fowler's $82 million five-year contract, and they signed him, number one, to be their center fielder, and number two, to be their leadoff hitter. Well, here we are in 2018, you know, just a season of time under his belt in St. Louis. They've already asked him to move out of center field. Tommy Sam's going to slide in there. And now, you know, potentially are asking him permanently to move out of that leadoff spot. So I think it's out of respect for Dexter Fowler that they want to talk to him about this and make sure that he is on board. But um, without question, again, Matt Carpenter, for whatever reason, and to me it's inexplicable because I think he's just a pure good hitter, but he's not been able to hit as well in the two or three hole as he has from the leadoff spot. So to me, why fix something that's not broken? Mm -hmm. Leave it as it was the second half of last season. And again, you have two guys up there who can both get on base at a very um, impressive clip, and that can only benefit this team. Yeah, and Dexter seems like a, a good team guy. If they want him to hit second and not play center field, his ego's going to be bruised. Anybody's would be, but he'll do it for the sake of the team. Put Carpenter where he's most comfortable, and boom, you're off and running. So uh, let's just keep things simple, but we'll see. <laughs> it's not our decision. We'll see what the Cardinals do uh, for 2018 with the leadoff spot. Uh, Jen, there is a big, big gaping hole at the back end of that bullpen, specifically with the closer's role. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal, Son Wano, uh, both will not be in that role for various reasons. Uh, the team did sign Luke Gregerson. He has closed before. Uh, didn't have a great 2017 playing for the Astros, but he does have experience there. Where do you see the Cardinals going with trying to fill that position? I still think, Matt, that they're going to try to fill it from the outside. You know, here we have six-plus weeks left until spring training. Uh, you still have Greg Holland on the market. You still have interest in a guy like Alex Colome if the Cardinals want to swing a deal, and they still have the depth, um, especially on the outfield and pitching side, to be able to do that if they can match up with Tampa Bay. I'm just not sure – you mentioned Luke Gregerson, the year he's coming off of. I'm just not sure that he is a guy that you can count on to begin and end your season as a closer. And it's no secret last year, especially early in the year, the Cardinals unraveled because of their inability to hold games, um, hold late game leads. So uh, I think this is something that they still have to address. If they don't, then I guess you come into spring training probably with some sort of competition. I mean, you'd have Luke Gregerson in the mix, you know, maybe – a Matt Bowman, a Sam Tuivalala, who is closed throughout his career in the minors, John Brebia, you have Alex Reyes, you know, who's coming back from Tommy John surgery. And if the Cardinals are monitoring his innings early, they can put him in the bullpen. So you have some options there, but the Cardinals and Mike Matheny in particular has said that he really likes to have someone who has proven himself in that role 
And for the Cardinals, they just don't have that guy right now. So to me, entering 2018, this is kind of the biggest offseason question still looming for this club. Again, they're fortunate there's still time remaining. There's still guys on the board who seem to have that fit for this team. So we'll see if something happens here in the next few weeks. Yeah, they were kicking the tires on Colome uh, before the new year. Uh, that's cooled off a little bit, but maybe they re-explore that and get a guy that was uh, very under the radar but very, very good uh, for Tampa Bay uh, in 2017. Uh, Jen, back to the offense we go. Uh, one of my favorite transactions this entire hot stove season has been uh, the Cardinals trading for Marcelo Zuna, a guy that in my eyes is, is very underrated, very underappreciated. Having said that, he was paired uh, with Giancarlo Stanton uh, for you know a number of years in Miami, obviously for his breakout season last year. That's no longer the case. He is now the man. He's expected to be the guy in the Cardinals lineup. Do you think there could be something of an adjustment period now that uh, he is the focal point and not Giancarlo Stanton, as has been the case for a couple of years? Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, I haven't gotten to know Zuna personally. So in terms of like how he can handle that sort of pressure, um, this, this sort of stature of, as you mentioned, being the guy here in the lineup, uh, I think remains to be seen. You know, I think, too, you know, did the Cardinals trade for somebody who is just reaching his prime and figured it all out and is now going to take off? Or did they trade for somebody who, you know, overachieved slightly last year and then there's a little bit of a regression coming? These are questions that we'll have to, you know, answer a year from now. But at 27 years old, I mean, you have to like where he is in terms of his career. You look at the offensive numbers he put up last year, basically would have led this team in nearly every offensive category. He is that middle of the order impact bat that we've talked about the Cardinals lacking for the last two years, that sort of hitter that they've long had. And, you know, whether it was a Matt Holiday or an Albert Pujols before that. So I think he's going to make a big difference. I, you know, I, he seemed just in talking to him on the phone, very excited about coming to St. Louis, being a star here. And it's no secret that when you jump from a market like Miami to a market like St. Louis, where baseball um, is basically a 365 day a year sport, uh, you know, hopefully he can, he can enjoy that and enjoy playing in front of sellout crowds and in, in a city uh, where baseball is so, so meaningful and so prominent. So, well, it'll remain to be seen, but I do like the Cardinals deepening their lineup with this trade. And if you're going to fall short for Giancarlo Stanton, I think Marcelo Zuna is a pretty good runner-up prize. And the thing that people overlook about him, he's a gold glover. Uh, I think that yep. kind of flies under the radar, too, with that you don't see guys of his stature, his uh, guys of his offensive stature, who are so good in the field. He won his first career gold glove in left field last year. He's got that going for him, too. And uh, we'll get to learn a lot more about Mr. Ozuna as 2018 progresses. But this could potentially be uh, just a, an ideal fit for the Cardinals. That is certainly uh, what they're hoping. Uh, Jen, as we come down the stretch here, uh, the Cardinals, of course, have not missed the playoffs in three straight years at any point this century. The last time that happened, 97, 98, 99. Cardinals fans are not used to having a Bush Stadium go dark in October. That's been the case uh, for two years in a row. Uh, do they avoid that third year here in 2018? Do they get back to where they should belong in the postseason? Yeah, you know, as I look at what they've done this offseason, I do think they are a better team now than they were on October 1st, the, the last game of the 2017 season. So um, there, there has been some incremental, at least in my opinion, improvement there. Do I think yet that they match up with the Cubs? I'm not sure, and some of this is going to you know, be dependent upon what the Cubs do, particularly in addressing their starting rotation and what the Cardinals do in addressing their pitching as well, both as we talked about with the closer role and the starting pitching depth. 
That being said, I mean, the Cardinals were not that far out of the wild card race last year. I, you know, if anything, they should certainly be in competition for that again. But uh, their aspirations are much bigger than, than just a wild card spot. They want to reclaim this division. They want to prove that they haven't fallen behind the Chicago Cubs. And they want to compete for a world championship. So, yes, I mean, as you mentioned, three years without the playoffs here um, hasn't happened in almost 20 years. So it's, it's very unfamiliar to Cardinal fans. And Quite frankly, you know, Mike Matheny's job, I think, would be on the line as well if the Cardinals missed the playoffs for a third straight year. So it's why we've seen them go big and bold this offseason. It's why I think we're going to still see them make some moves between now and the start of camp next month. Um, and I think by the end of this, yes, you're going to have a team that is going to be very much in the playoff hunt for 2018. And maybe it's not the worst thing that uh, this team has something of a, of a chip on their shoulders. Something, you know, they come in there with something to prove because, as you said, the speculation is that it's the Cubs and everybody else, and they don't want to be lumped in with everybody else. They're the St. Louis Cardinals, and they want to get back to where they feel they belong at the top of the NL Central. So maybe having a little fire underneath them is not the worst thing for 2018. It should be fun to see the whole thing play out. Jennifer Langos, great stuff as always. We thank you for the time, and we'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs>